All right, welcome to the Nitty Gritty, take two of our intro because I just went off on a coronavirus tangent, and Brent won't let us won't let it pass. This is bullcrap. It didn't pass compliance and regulation. Right. Nobody wants to be making fun of people buying toilet paper, so I won't. So we'll just talk about our guest, which was a really good guest. I thought we had a lot of fun, and it's a cool little company. It's tons of fun. We had Joe Haas and Tim Nixon. Brother-in-laws? Brother-in-laws, basically. Yeah. I mean... Not technically, not basic. but basically. Wait. No, I guess you're They're right. They're both brother-in-laws to Taysom. To Taysom, right? Yep. Okay. That's right. So Joe married Taysom's big sister, and Taysom's wife is the older sister of Tim. Yep. So... Pretty cool. True wear clothing. Yep. It's kind of like the athleisure, a new term we talked about. I learned a new term today. Usually people my size don't get a lot of terminology in different genres of clothing. It's just what fits. But tough, rug, tough rugged, unique is what it stands for. Kind of a stretchy stain and water resistant polos and buttons. I'm and wearing their joggers right now as we did the episode. This stuff looks awesome. And it's a great story on how they got started. Tim speaks Mandarin from his mission. He has an older brother that already is a big distributor there, so had the contacts, and they just had this idea and kind of went with it. They met in summer sales, and it's a really great story. Kind of started as a side hustle, and now it's really kind of blown up. So I like this episode. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's fun to kind of get on the beginning of a company, right? Right, on the ascent still. Like they're not both Tim's 19 credits and just about done with his MBA. No. No, not his bachelor's, just bachelor's. at BYU. <laughs> bachelor's. Lame. <laughs> just kidding, Tim. And Joe is, I mean, married, three kids. Yep. Full time. They're both full time, like summer sales guys. And so, you know, this just kind of started on the side, but I think both of them, from the sounds of things, going good. Might be uh, their full time gig here pretty soon, but it's a great story, very inspiring. I think there's a lot of people that can relate to, well, well you got an idea and getting out there and just, doing it this is a perfect story for that so and quite frankly the clothes are awesome well i wouldn't know and so Andrew, you'll hear me complain about about 17 times throughout the episode so hopefully i have them talked into big and tall sizing but if you need a gift for yourself for a husband brother sibling as long as under 200 pounds no i'm just kidding <laughs> They're fantastic. Check them out. They're like the really nice material, and they were nice enough to give us kind of a discount code. This is a big discount, too. It is. So use the code NittyGritty20, and it gets you 20% off your entire order. Yeah, that's crazy. That's way cool of them. Yeah. This stuff really is nice. I hope they make some bigger stuff. It sounds like they're going to, but they've got some cool ideas in the pipeline, but they've got, I mean, they really do have some great looking stuff, and there's a pretty big variety. So, so yeah, 20% off. Don't mess around. Get it. So check it out. Hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you for all the support as always. And let's get to the episode. All right. Welcome, everybody. Nitty Gritty. We're back at it. And now we have Joe Haas and Tim Nixon with us today from True Wear. So guys, thanks for coming. Appreciate it. Excited to be here. I think we need to talk about the Nixon family for a minute. You want to talk about the Nixon family? I don't know if you know many of them. But have you heard of the term genetic lottery? Oh, God. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> have you? Oh, no. I have heard. So they all have the personality of like a 300-pound sister missionary. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all like tens on the look scale. Like oh, athletes. Gosh. I mean, Big Bro was NFL player, right? Yep. 
successful real estate agent, Taysom's wife, obviously, who is like a saint, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they're just, it is, it's just an awesome family. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I appreciate it. There you go. So it's a lot to live up to for the youngster, though. Uh, Are you the baby of the family? The baby. He's the baby. 10. Okay. Yep. So before we number jump in, ten, holy oh. crap! Before yeah, we I'm jump into the business, big family. like what is your guys's connection? So not family, right? <laughs> we of. joke around and say it kind of is because Taysom's my brother-in-law, Taysom Hill, and then Tim is Taysom's brother-in-law. So we call each other brother-in-law because it's a lot easier to say. It just right. makes it more simple. But we've been working together for years in sales. So we did door-to-door sales for how many years? Four or five four, years? Yeah, four years. Yeah. Oh, you guys both did. Yeah, so we worked together. Yeah, okay. I, I worked for him. Months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What really what were you doing? Uh, past. Yeah. Okay. Just door to door past sales. So we uh, we met briefly before I left to my mission because obviously, like I said, Joe's wife is Taysom's older sister, and so that's the relation there. And so we met at the wedding, and then while I was on my mission, Joe emailed me when I had a few months left, being like, "Hey, I'm gonna be working in Minnesota. It's a great Already way to make some money." I know. I will say, Emily brought that up to me. Emily brought it to me. That Tim wanted to do it. it I was wasn't? like, all right. <laughs> no. No, I was like, all right, sure. So I got home, was home for a couple of weeks, and then went up to Minneapolis, where Joe's from, and had a great time. And then I've kind of stuck with it for a few years now. So, okay. Yeah, but kind of moving away from that now. So. And are you still in the pest control stuff, Joe? I am still, yep. Still in the grind every day, okay. recruiting and talking to guys, opening up a few branches, but the focus has shifted a lot to Trueware as well recently. So. So this is fun because this is a little different than most of our guests where they've kind of, most all of them started similar to you where they kind of have this side business, they kind of get going and then at one point is the kind of all in, burn the ship, we're going all in on this moment. So it's kind of fun to get to you before you're at that moment. During the ascent. During the ascent. Yeah. Kind of like how, like almost like with like an Abbey, right? right. Where... Before they become big and famous, we get to become friends with them. Right. Now, we don't have to call their assistants. Yeah. Like with that. I'm just kidding. We don't have to have it yet. <laughs> but um, how did, I mean, well, actually, before we do that, what is Trueware? Give me your guys's kind of quick rundown of Trueware on what it is. Yeah. So it's just a men's professional performance wear company. So the whole idea is being able to bridge that divide between comfort and class. So it's the kind of clothing you can wear when you're hanging around lounge at the house, but then you can go right to a business meeting. It's comfortable, stretchy type material that's liquid stain odor repellent. So it's kind of the everything shirt for, you know, for men. Well, not for everybody. Well, soon enough. Yeah, we're, soon we're enough. Getting to that. <laughs> yeah. Don't you worry. We're working on it. You had to know, right? Yeah. That was coming. Just bob that. Right <laughs> Not there. for everybody. <laughs> I wish I could use some serious stain repellent in my life. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, yeah. Tim. No, you're good. Who had the idea? So yeah. So when I was on my mission, uh, I served my mission in Taiwan, and so while I was over there, just every day, super humid climate. I thought, man, I wish they had a dress shirt that was that type of stain repellent. That was like a Nike polo kind of feel, stretchy. And so when I came home, I started talking with some connections I had over to some manufacturers in China. And then I brought- hey, Hold the, on, some connections. Not very many people can just say, oh yeah, I got connections at manufacturers yeah, in China. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I'll explain. So my uh, my older brother-in-law, Larry uh, Harmer, also served his mission in Taiwan 20, 20 years ago. And so when he came home from his mission, he got into the buying and selling of North Face and Columbia jackets. He was buying them straight from the factories and selling them as a redistributor here in the States. 
And so he took those connections and then kind of started to build up his own kind of repertoire over in China. And so over the course of 20 years, he's established obviously some really great relationships over there with some manufacturers from electronics to apparel, everything in between. And so when I came to Larry and said, hey, I have this idea for this shirt, he said, I've got the guy to connect you with. This guy manufactures stuff for Nike, Adidas. He does stuff for Louis Vuitton. I mean, he's the everything person over in China. And so- and you've already got that relationship established. Which exactly. Over there is massive. It's huge. It's huge. And obviously, you know, it's funny because when Larry, you know, first came to our family, I was seven or eight years old and I knew that he spoke Mandarin. And from the moment that he joined my family, it was my dream to learn Chinese. I said, I have to, I just, I want- to know Chinese for business. And so my whole life, all my friends from high school growing up in Texas would say the same thing. They, they'd all be like, you've always wanted to learn Chinese. It's awesome that you finally got to. And so when I came home from Taiwan, I told Larry, I said, Hey, I've learned Chinese, you know, Chinese. Now tell me what I got to do to be, be able to be successful. And so, um, when I brought the idea to Larry, he said, let me connect you. And then ultimately I, I kind of sat on it for a year or so. And then I finally brought it to Joe when we were out, in Pittsburgh, I think we were, yeah. we were training some guys out there. And I said, Joe, I've got this idea for this shirt. What do you think? He said, awesome. Let's get you a flight to Shanghai. You're leaving next week. And literally went to Shanghai the next week and we started Dang. it. Just like that. Just like that. Yep. yep. And then I think, what was it? Two trips later, I came with you as well. Yep. I was incredibly nervous. I've never been, actually, I've never been out of the US besides on a cruise to Mexico and going over to China. It That's was, scarier than China right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, but going over to China, it was, it was really fun to see. It was fun to see Tim and his element. It was fun to meet the manufacturers and that connection. And it was really interesting more than anything to see how the family connection of Tim to Larry extended to those manufacturers over there. Everything is relationship-based. Everything is based on a shake of a hand more than anything. Like you're a man of your word and you could go through it. And that's what was really cool to see. And we've been able to build on that little by little. I think yeah. we have this like idea in our heads of what Chinese factories are like, you know, like you just think that they're all like suicide nets, like sweatshop, like sweatshop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, talking to quite a few people that do stuff over there, it's like, I mean, there are those of course, but it sounds like a lot of them are just really high tech and very, yeah, like character driven, really do good work. And, Definitely. but I do hear that you have to go over there to find them. Like it's mm -hmm. not, yeah. if you, if you don't do that and you have to stay up on it because things can kind of change in a hurry, but for sure, I mean, you know, in Chinese, that's huge. It's been a huge blessing and benefit. And especially when it comes to negotiations and things like that, where, I mean, I remember initially where uh, the first trip, I don't think all of the people in the office knew I spoke Chinese. And so right. they would that's have, the best. they would have side that conversations, you know, and then I could be like, wait, 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 that's not what we talked about. And then they would, you know, Tim probably waited for right. hours just I did, to make right. sure you heard everything. Just first. toying with him. You know? Oh, it's a, it's a great, I, I guess I've really only experienced, I've, I speak Spanish, right? Yeah. You oh, too. You yeah. yeah. But you ever go on my, cruises, go to Mexico. It's the best. Oh yeah. dude. It you was ask them amazing. For and you can go like Cancun. Yeah. Like I picked up on a couple of people trying to wheel and deal on our room, like trying to kind of screw us over and came out with the Spanish. There you the go. worst one though, this is off track, but that's what I do. Oh, that's great. Carl's junior line with my little sister <laughs> and a few gentlemen from Latin America ahead of us. were talking about her chest. Oh, and I just whispered in one of them's ear in Spanish. He said, you better stop out of them. or I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and they just turned beat. That's not really what I said, but it was something along those lines. Like, I know what you're saying. I'll, you know, 
Anyways, no, that, that was the probably the most like exciting time I had. Well, is I love negotiating. It's like one of my favorite things to do. I'll do it just for fun. Right. And it's like you always ask them a price in English. You let them do it. And then you hear them talking in Spanish. It's like, okay. Then you start speaking in Spanish. They're like, oh, no. Yep. You know? It. So I did wonder because I do have a lot of friends who have business in China and none of them speak Mandarin. Right. And so what percentage of like the actual business negotiation do you do in Mandarin as opposed to just in English? Oh, I would say when I'm over there, probably 98% in Mandarin. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. It, it, it just comes to, it's one of those things where I feel like, so I, I'm majoring in Chinese and global business at BYU. And so I've been able to keep it up. I would say a lot more than regular return missionaries because they don't have the opportunity to speak every day. Whereas I get to speak it in class as well as every night when I talk to them on the phone. And so for them, they they feel much more comfortable speaking obviously in their native tongue. Yeah. And I feel honestly really comfortable talking in Chinese to them. And so if that's going to make the negotiations go quicker and make them feel like I'm invested in them as people and not just in making money, then overall the negotiations go infinitely better than if it was just me talking to them in English. And so that's been my personal experience with it for sure. Tim, how old are you? 24. There's a lot yeah. going on by 24. That's what I'm talking about. I'm telling you. <laughs> Busy life, man. Busy life. Well, Genetic yeah. and mental. Well, so, yeah. I, guess. I mean, we were talking about this before. So you're in your last semester in college, Correct. taking 19 credits. Yes. Started a business. Started a Time business. Finish, man. Just trying what? to get done. You're getting more education going to China than you'll ever get at school. That's true. He's got That's one true. more semester. Get I that know, piece I of know. paper. Oh, get that piece it. of paper. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Semester. Yes. Exactly. Finish that. Okay. But... um. What made Joe, what made you, when he brought the idea, you're like, yeah, dude, go. Was it more of a get out of my office? I don't want you working here anymore. So yeah, go to <laughs> no, China. No, no. <laughs> no, I mean, we. he had brought it up a couple times to me throughout some of the trips because I took him with me to train. He's obviously a really good talker, really good with people on the doors. And so he trained a lot. And I grew to trust him and his family through Emily as well, his sister, and then him and it's it's been something that for me with business, I'm not the best businessman when it comes to like sheer negotiation or sheer like bluntness or being that guy who's just like in your face. I'm big on relationships and on trust. And that's what I based everything I've done with with summer sales and with school and my family. But with Tim, that's what we grew really close to doing together is everything was based off our relationship and I believed in him a ton, still do, obviously, to this day. <laughs> and uh, we just decided to go with it. So how long did it take you from that first trip to China? I mean, your brother-in-law probably helped you because you knew who you're going to. Right. Did you go with the mindset of, I'm going to create a shirt? Or did you go, hey, clothes in general would be cool? Like, did you have something specific that you went over there that first time for? For sure. So initially the idea was to make the white dress shirt for missionaries. I just wanted to make something I knew. I mean, we're in Happy Valley here where every guy goes on a mission. So I thought, man, if we can make this comfortable, stretchy dress shirt, then every guy would buy this, you know? So that was the initial idea was to go over just to make that. And then, you know, there were thoughts to make pants as well that were, you know, kind of stretchy as well. Kind of like a Lululemon or Nike golf kind of feel, you know? I don't know um, how any of those feel, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> They're, they're really they nice. Talk pants. Yeah, soon, they're they're great. They're Nike great. Yoga pants on right now. You're Nike is finally stepping up their game. I told you Just to get into for those true wear now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey, dude, we got you. You were right. They're yeah. amazing. Okay, sorry. No, you're good. So. Yeah, I would definitely say the initial idea was just to focus kind of on that missionary type of side, just white shirts, kind of, you know, those ties and dress pants is kind of the whole, the whole thing initially. Okay. Um, but then as we started discussing and seeing what the opportunities and the potential could be, we thought 
I mean, why not get into polos and why not get into hoodies or joggers and these other things that everybody wears? We knew our factories were the most competent factories in the world. We knew they could make everything we wanted them to. So we thought, why limit ourselves by just going to this little market when we could do everything, you know? Right. And, just and a shirt and just it. missionaries. Right. It's a pretty, yeah. Exactly. Wow. So, well, it's fun to expand even with the factories and test their capabilities and see how good they could be and uh, see the differences in what they do compared to a Nike or a Lululemon. And it's funny how above and beyond they've been able to go with everything that we've brought to them and ideas that we brought to them, or they've even innovated some ideas with us as well, which yeah. has been really fun to do. How many times do they get it wrong before they get it right? I don't know. Honestly, I mean, there, anything, there's certain items, but yeah, I would say if anything, it's us not being as detail oriented as they are. Okay. Um, the one thing I've learned with the Chinese people is they are the most meticulous people in the world when it comes to, I mean, every little stitch on the shirt, they want to know exactly the way we want it because they don't like to make mistakes either. And they want to keep our business. And so I would say majority of the little mishaps we've had when it comes to samples or just correcting things has been something that we're like, Oh, you know what? I guess we didn't really explain that super clearly. And so they just make it exactly the way that we want. Um, and so I would put more of the blame I would say on, on myself than, than them. I think they're great at what they do. You know? What has been nice is to surround ourselves with other people. Like we have somebody in our organization, Colin, who he's actually no shoes like anyone else as well. Like a lot like you guys probably do as well. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he is very meticulous and he speaks the language of textiles and soft goods in a better way than Tim and I do, honestly. Sure. And it's been really cool to be able to connect with the manufacturers in that way to speak the detailed language and they forced us to be that way which is what we love because we want to create the best product possible for sure right so there's a lot of clothing companies out there you know we keep referring to nike and lulu and there's you know there's some really good ones the shirts my fate my favorite shirt i don't have one of yours yet my favorite shirt is mizzen and maine because of exactly what you just said it's stretchy it fits you know what i mean so what made you think oh yeah the world needs another one you know, like in your mind, like, did you ever, were you ever scared of just being another one or what makes you feel or what has given you confidence to kind of jump into that arena? Cause it's pretty, it's, there's a lot of big players in there for sure. So honestly, before we really dove into it to create in bulk, these items, we counsel with a lot of people like there's, um, Amber, who's a professor at Utah State, and she teaches about textiles and clothing and stuff like that. And she's like, listen, if you guys are going to do this, you make sure that there's a few different things that are perfected. Size and fit have got to be one of the best ones that you focus on, along with the ability to stretch performance fabric right now or leading into more uh, earth-based products overall, kind of organic in, the, in that way. And so we decided to really perfect our items around that. So we spent what a year and a half yeah. we went through a lot of ups and downs like it was it was scary going through size charts and it was intimidating trying to figure this out in every single detail and yes at times it was very intimidating to think about all the bigger players or we go into a nike or an under armor we see all the things that they're doing but we knew that if we could perfect one or two items right off the bat and put everything we had into those items and then build off of that we knew we had a a way in to be able to make the best quality item that at the end of the day it's just trying trying our best to make the best quality item and never stopping an improvement in that sense. Okay. Now, Tim, we've heard a lot about the Nixon family, right? Cam gave a nice shout out as we got started. <laughs> but Joe, I'm curious that like, growing up or since you've been married or had kids, like what about like your personal, whether it be upbringing or family life has kind of prepared you for this step? 
So it's interesting because I grew up in Minnesota. Okay. Um, there, I got six siblings and all my family is so corporate minded, like very conservative and corporate minded in the sense that my older brother, he works at Wells Fargo. The next one's a trauma surgeon. The next one works at uh, Super Value Foods, which is a big distributor as well. Next one's at Polaris. And so it's like all these big corporations. And then there's me, I start off being the bug guy and <laughs> it's an entrepreneur life. And it's like, it's very different. And I sit at dinner tables with them and, and I'm the entrepreneur and I'm learning a lot of these other knit and grit details. And they're very specialized in that sense. So I think one of the things that's helped me a lot is be able to have that mentality of a corporate mindset or a conservative mindset to get counsel from them, but be in the trenches every single day, trying to figure out every detail on every level. So instead of just knowing accounting or just knowing supply chain or just knowing communication skills, it's like I'm forced to do all those. And that's, what's been fun for me is throughout the summer sales realm and Tim experiences as well. Like you get thrown right in the grinder and you're talking to people on the doors and you're having to go from start to finish on a close and it's all trust-based and things like that. And so having that mindset to build something the right way based off my family and my mentality, but being in the, I guess the knit and grit, like what you guys talk about, there you go, the nitty gritty, (laughs) that, that would be what has helped me and kind of guided me through this overall. Okay. So my wife has been like an unbelievable support. Like she comes from like a very stable, secure kind of upbringing, right? And she marries me who is all over the freaking place (laughs) with all sorts of ideas. And she's always just been there. Like, has your wife, like, have you guys, has that been comfortable for you guys? Like, have you had to kind of learn along the way? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's, there's a lot of ups and downs, especially in starting true where like it's been stressful for our family. I have three kids, um, three of them at one point were all under the age of three. And so is hold on what three kids under the age of three. So kind of crazy overall how that works out, but two wives, (laughs) just one, just one. Oh, okay. But my wife, my wife is, is the strongest. Like she's the one that will be blunt to somebody face to face in a very polite way, but still be blunt, you know, she's a hill. She's a hill. Yeah. There you go. Interesting. (laughs) Another, another just blessed, cool family, right? Yeah. They're amazing. No, she, she has honestly been a good direction for our company as well. Just the mentality and the vision of what she wants to accomplish as well. Growing up in Idaho and having that conservative mindset as well has helped me stay grounded while I'm still like you all over the place with my ideas and the entrepreneur mentality of starting new things, you know? I have to ask three under three, three under three. So no twins. No twins, but basically we do. So I have my son, Kaysen, who's now four, and then our daughter, Brielle, who's now four as well, and then my youngest baby, Collins, who's a year and a half. So Brielle, Brielle's actually my niece originally that we adopted. Oh, gotcha. And so that's Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. What happened with that? Okay. Yeah, so we... um, my, My wife's older brother, Dexter, he passed away three or four years ago, something like that. Um, he passed away from an overdose and had been struggling for, for a few years with things like that. And it's amazing because her family, Celeste family, the Hill family, they are a unified family. Like they are so 
close and united. And seeing them go through that hardship of losing their son and Celeste's brother, it was, for me, it was just the biggest blessing to be able to see how trust and relationships and bonds can get you through anything, no matter how hard it is overall. And so during the course of the next year or two, we started the process of adoption, which by the way, takes forever. There's so many different things you have to do. Even with family? Even with kinship, yeah. So crazy. Even having blood and everything, you still have to go through a lot. Now, granted, we were in Minnesota for some of the time, she, uh, our daughter was in Idaho and I was here in Utah. So three States. And that was, that was the reason why it was so hard to get the adoption finalized. But during those, the course of those two years, seeing the unity from her family and her support and my family being from Minnesota and their support all out here, it was, it was really cool to see. And that's how we got to three kids under three. I didn't know that story. That is so cool. Good yeah. man. Oh, that's awesome. Says how- a lot about you guys. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, how do you get to that point of making that decision? You know, like like why like why you guys as opposed to somebody else? Like what was it about like your connection with her that kind of led to that? Yeah, I mean, that's a that, that we could go on that topic for a long long time, but <laughs> uh at the end of the day when we when we were up there, we had talked about it because we were like, we don't want Brielle to go into the foster system. Like nothing I don't see anything necessarily bad about the foster system from what I went through in adopting her, but we wanted to keep her in the family and remember Dexter and remember what, sure. what he did, you know, and, and that, that was something that for me, not being blood relative in that sense, it's weird. It wasn't hard for me. Like for me, it really? wasn't very difficult. It was something like, I mean, yeah, she's family. Let's do this. Let's get this done. Now I didn't know what we were going to bite off, you know, like what we were going to go through over the next few years. And that was definitely some ups and downs throughout it all. But, you know, we grew, we grew to love her in such a deep way that people ask, well, do you love Kaysen more than, you know, Brielle or Collins more? And it's like, no, it's not more. In fact, it's, it's deeper in a different way or it's just different overall. And that's been really it's been a hard roller coaster, but it's been a fun roller coaster as well. So, how long has that been? Two and a half. We adopted her when she was a year and a half, I think. Okay. Almost two. And now she's four. So, I'm not good with those numbers. My wife would smack me because <laughs> yeah, of that, but I'm not good with those birthdays. numbers. Right, it's okay. <laughs> it's just so cool, though, because, man, I can't imagine like going through that as a family, watching someone struggle with an addiction, you know, ultimately kind of losing that battle Mm -hmm. and kind of stepping in. But like what you talked about, it hit me personally because so my parents got divorced when I was young, got remarried, you know, so we have a blended family, but absolutely like we all refer to each other as brother and sister, you know, like I refer to Tom as my dad and they're like, hold on, his last name's different. I'm like, well, okay. And you kind of go into this story, you know what I mean? But it is, it's totally possible. And there's, there's not a difference between, you know, the love that you have for them. So I think that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And it also puts things into perspective, right? Like as you've gone through something like that, as you have a hard day at business, it helps say, you know what? It's just, it's just, a, you know, a manufacturer or it's just this happening. Cause you have this perspective on, you know, what really matters and kind of the, what really is hard. 
I mean, that's, that's been hard for me because I'm the type of guy that just go, go, go. And Tim knows this about me. It's like my wife would frustrate at me. I have a family as well. It's like, I'm a go, go, go kind of guy. And so having those moments is so needed to be able to have those realizations where it's like, come back to earth. Cause some days you feel so overwhelmed and you need, you need that family or just that relationship or that bond to kind of center you a little bit more for sure. Dude, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I had no idea with that stuff. Me either. Now I feel bad about the two wife comment. <laughs> Jeez. I wish my Taysom, wife, I wish my told wife me. was here. Jeez. I wish my wife was here because she'd totally shoot it back at you. Don't worry. <laughs> Bring her in one of these times. No, I don't want her to come in. Taysom will hit me too. I don't want to do it. Is she strong like her brother? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been punched by Taysom. It sucked. And it was just like, oh, ha, 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 thud. And my whole body jiggled. <laughs> it's a rock when it happened. Good night. <laughs> So, um, you guys are both still very young, kind of in getting going with business and things. One of my favorite books is David and Goliath. I don't know if you read it, where it talks about how like an apparent weakness is actually your greatest strength. What would you guys say getting started, being young, maybe inexperienced to a lot of people, like someone looking at you guys, go, oh, that's a huge weakness for them. But you guys feel it's like one of your greatest strengths. I guess the the first thing that comes to mind is like when we've started this brand, we've only been around for like, we started it just over Thanksgiving, basically. That's when we launched it. Before that, we had started it, you know, two and a half years ago. I would say it's that we have quite a few items and different items. Even if you go to our website, like we have sweatshirts, we have joggers, we have professional wear, we have casual wear, a few different things. And a lot of people would look at this, especially from the e-commerce realm and be like, wow, that's a weakness. Like don't spread yourself thin on SKUs. Don't do all these UPCs and all these different things. You guys heard about on Shark Tank, right? Mm -hmm. Inventory, inventory. Exactly. But you got to specialize. And so we have, a, we have another side to our business as our business to business side. And we create like polos for sales companies or we create joggers for a different company, so on and so forth. And so we've been able to, I mean, test out our products with businesses, which is our exact people that we're selling to overall. And then we're able to, you know, piggyback those orders overseas to really make sure that these are the best, highest quality that we want to put on our site. And if we love them, we're going to put them on our site. And so it's been a balance for us. Um, a lot of people would say that's a weakness, but I actually think it's one of our biggest strengths to be able to do that. Yeah. That's really interesting. So do you say you do more business right now as like, kind of like a custom i don't know what it's called besides swag brand like branding yeah like are you white labeling it for them or is it like a true wear and whatever the brand is i mean that's our goal is our even on our e-commerce side and to the public our brand is we don't need to show our brand off to everyone else we show by our quality that's the goal at the end of the day and for businesses we don't care to co-brand with you like you be your brand that's your business people will know that's our brand based off the quality do you make my size you all put you can put true wear on it as big as you want <laughs> i appreciate it <laughs> if it's stretchy and fits and i'm cooler well, oh man you can put a big old patch on the back i don't even care. nobody on can the tell. joggers i'm totally the wearing butt. their joggers are you really these are theirs there you yep. go. yeah see there needs to be a logo on there i was totally influenced by i think it was betsy yeah Mm -hmm. So I saw She's her. Great. Oh talking. yeah, Betsy. She is amazing. She, I have seen a lot of stuff. So I heard her talking about it, and like, so I am like the most athleisure person ever. Like I rock. If it's not like athleisure, I've never heard that. Really? Yeah, that's a popular. Listen, term. I don't get. There's not a whole lot of, you know, 
(laughs) It's a small area where I get my clothes. So I can't really, it's just basically like, yeah, that'll fit back guys. Yeah. It's not athleisure. But like, so like forever though, I've only worn like Nike golf pants because they're comfortable in polos. Like, and then when I found Mizzen in Maine, I started wearing dress shirts because they were comfortable and joggers. And so when I heard these, I was like, oh, that's cool. And it's a local company and I checked them out. They're I love them. I mean, that's really cool. I'm glad you can enjoy those. Yeah. <laughs> I need to start going gotta, to curves. I got to go to, yeah. go to curves. We're, we're going to so make I a can, special uh, order just for you. <laughs> no, that's really cool. No, it's well, as long as you guys are working on it, it's in the, you know, it's in the pipeline. It is. It is. It's, it's all good. So, I, I got to do my part too. Right. There you go. Yeah. What have you guys learned as you've gotten started since, like you said, it's basically what, not even six months into launch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what have you guys learned? What surprised you about launching this that you thought you had dialed in? I think what we've learned is it's a grind every day. I think sometimes, you know, uh, for instance, you were talking about Nike and some of these other companies. Sometimes I think like, well, maybe when we launch this, it'll be truer and then we're just going to sell out of everything like in a week. Like, I'm so worried. We need to order more just in case, you know? And it's been one of those things where it's every day we have to consciously think, what can we do to make the business better? Or what can we do to reach out to a new customer base? Or who can we bring in that can help us reach different people, you know? And so consciously thinking of Truewear, I think that has been one of the adjustments I've had to make in my mind opposed to, hey, I manufacture some goods, my label's on it, it's for sale, it's gone, you know? Um, that, that hasn't been the case. It's been, we have to push the brand. And as we've done that, we've been able to see success. Oh, I would imagine, especially in that space, it's such a crowded space for right? sure. And so to stand out would be tough. What's worked best as far as like, cause I'm sure there's so many different, I mean, you have Taysom, which is awesome. Right. Right. But I mean, the influencer route, is that really what's working best? Reviews, getting free product into people's hands? Like, what is there something that's working better than? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a balance between a few things, but influencers for sure. So we find the right ones. Like, you brought up Betsy, like, that she's been great. Like, right. she's awesome. Not only is she energetic, but her base, like, really relies on the genuineness that she brings. And that's what we look for in, like, influencers that we bring on is people who are genuine and real and represent themselves. Like, that's taste. Some. that's right. we're in talks right now with you know guys like the iron cowboy and some other people like that that represent our brand in a way that's you know it's multi-purpose type clothing you can do it for everything and still mickelson we got to steal them away uh, that's what's that <laughs> shirt no, we won't say it. yeah it's what we're I, only talking about true no. yeah don't bring that that's shirt a horrible company <laughs> yeah horrible company you should be wearing true wear we don't like them no but i mean it is cool like i mean him wearing that only helps you guys right sure. he wanted it. to wear right he wanted to wear a dressier yeah. shirt but still have the performance benefits of like the athleisure material thanks man Got so it. so i mean that it is interesting that it it's cool to see these materials I think dressing up has always kind of been an uncomfortable thing, yeah. right? It's always kind of blown me away. Like we have all this stretchy stuff, but I'll go into shop for a suit. I'm like, how come every suit isn't stretchy now? Mm. Like, cause we all have them tight in the shoulders and it's just uncomfortable. So, I mean, it's the perfect time to do it, but it, it'll be interesting to see the best way. Cause you know, Nike doesn't have to do anything, right? Yeah. They're huge. I mean, but to be kind of smaller, like, the best way to kind of build it. And I would imagine just like Betsy, like when you have people that really love it and they talk about it, that's huge. For sure. Well, it's really cool. Cause, uh, like we, we pride ourselves in being the brand that is 
for all types of men in all reality where yeah, all times except for cam yeah. Anyways, we, go ahead, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but being able to create something for a guy that can go you know work out he goes to work he goes to lunch with his family his kid throws a bit spaghetti at him and he just pours water on it to get it off and he's good to go because it's water and stain resistant that is know? crazy so, so let's talk about that because that's really different than a lot of stuff that's out there yeah so your stuff is water resistant and stain resistant yeah but is it really yeah. I and, mean, we could show you how. a shirt, pour this water bottle, and it just rolls off. Let me go get some barbecue sauce. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is, have you guys found like the shirts? Like, has that been like your your top selling point and stuff like stuff like that? I think that definitely helps, especially for the family man, just the dad that's with his kids all the time and he's wrestling, but he wants to stay comfortable. He gets home from work and spills stuff and he still can go back to the office and be fine. Um, that's definitely been a huge selling point. But at the end of the day, it's it, it's definitely about look and feel, like how it feels on your body, how it forms you well. Um, like for me, I'm a bigger guy, but it doesn't hopefully show off all my curves all the time. <laughs> I'm able to be yeah. fine, you know? And that that's what I've loved about our shirts and I think what's a big seller is the fact that they have all these attributes and yet they're very simplistic so it's like it is the Swiss Army knife of shirts just like Taysom's the Swiss Army knife of football in that sense right. but it's simplistic it still has the same classic design as and you know, my too. grandpa and great grandpa wear same thing yeah but they would have killed to have that material for sure mm-hmm. right you guys also have another side of your business where it's like a like a giving back right so more cause based so it's not just all for profit talk a little bit about that yeah i mean we we're we're in search of that right now as well like we so we're we're a family-based company and the whole idea is bridge the divide between comfort and class but also bridge the divide between ignorance and awareness and what's going on in our community and around us right now and so we right now whether we decide to start up our own foundation or partner and find the right foundations that give back to addiction recovery facilities and um, like the opioid epidemic and things like that, like help people realize it's okay to talk about that and it's okay to represent that and still be that again, it's bridge divide between ignorance and awareness. Like know what's going on in your community and take care of your relationships, take care of your family, take care of who's around you. You guys need to talk to Danny Deaton. I, uh, the guy who's on an episode. You're living proof. You're living I proof. actually already reached out to him from your guys' podcast. Oh, you did? You really? I did that. Reason, yep. Just yesterday. So Very look cool. at us. Just there you go. I know. There you people. go. We're like Betsy. Yeah. <laughs> you are. We're like Gus in the Go Giver. We're the connectors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Betsy knows everyone. She does. She does. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Um, so, kind of, what is most exciting for you guys right now? And also, when. If it comes, is the I'm done with pest. I'm done with school. I'm all in. Like all I'm, in on truewear. Burning the ship. I'm going. I'm going for it. Like when does that happen? Is it close? I mean, for me, it's in two months. You know, where I'm gonna be all in true or yeah, all in truewear. And it's funny because being the youngest of ten, I've obviously had you know four older brothers and five brother-in-laws that I've been able to look up to in their different business decisions, and most of them have been pretty similar along that finance route and have been kind of what Joe was saying, that corporate, you know, kind of lifestyle. My dad was an accounting professor for 42 years at Texas A&M. So, you know, he's very ultra conservative, you know? And so for me, I always grew up kind of thinking, well, I guess I'll just kind of do that same thing. But the one thing I've, I've always thought of is I never want to wonder what if, you know, and I figured in 10 years from now, I could go work a corporate job if I wanted, you know? But while I look back and wonder, man, I had that idea for that shirt. 
I wonder what could have happened, you know, like if, if I would have just tried it, would have gone on that flight to China, you know, what could have happened from there? And so for me, I just kind of want to live every day with no regrets. And that's kind of where the initial thought for starting Shoe came from. And so the vision going forward is, I mean, I, you know, I read Shoe Dog and books like that. And I, you know, I think of Phil Knight, he was on flights over to Japan, just like I've been on flights to China. Yep. Like, could this become a Nike? I mean, who knows, right? That, that's, that's huge. But I definitely hope that Truer can be that brand kind of what Joe was talking about where people see the clothes and it's kind of how Lulu is when someone sees a Lulu shirt like oh that's gotta be Lulu it's super nice I want Truer to be that for the men's professional side and also our athleisure as well and just be that household name that everybody just recognizes instantly like that is highest quality stuff you know very well said dang he was ready. I don't know if you should talk, Joe. <laughs> I'll be silent. I'm, I'm good. I'm follow good. that up. No, I was just going to say observation-wise, like I feel like too many things have kind of happened to to just say like this was supposed to be, right? Yeah. I mean, everything from you guys marrying, you know, being brother-in-laws, right? The Mandarin Chinese, the daughter, just, I don't know. There's just, it kind of seems like it all fell into place. It, it you know, it tastes them. Yeah. I mean, having all that, it's, For it's. Sure kind of seems like a meant to be thing so i mean you having the dough to be able to just say like yeah like i dig your idea let's go to i'll send you to shanghai next week yeah mm-hmm. i mean that's that stuff doesn't really happen yeah, doesn't. having larry and having right the connection to the factory so yeah if you stop doing this you'll be dumb <laughs> so don't don't do that well that's what's been funny too because like uh, with my situation, you know, I'm a little bit older than Tim. I have three kids that I need to support and I'm the type that probably would have, I probably would have straight up jumped into this 1000%. But my wife was like, all right, let's, let's be reasonable here. Let's make sure we keep going with what we're doing. And what's been awesome is the owners of the company that I currently work with Tom and Shandon over at Vantage Marketing, like they've been phenomenal. Like they've helped both of us out a ton and they've been able to, we've been able to, you know, test out some of the products on them and on the organization. And so the balance between the two has been huge for me. Now, granted, I'm probably working 12 to 14 hour days now instead of my normal seven hours a day, but it's, it's the passion behind it that drives me. So I don't know. I don't know where that's going to be for me, where it's going to be an all in jump in completely versus a balancement of, of both overall. But I'm definitely mentally all in with Truewear, yeah. 100%. Yeah. What's great is it doesn't have to be right. The most important thing is you find like what's right for you, you know, and that's, that's what you go after. That's what works for you. So, so any different types of clothing that you guys want to share with us while you're here that you guys might be excited about or getting into some other things or ideas that yeah, works. We I mean, can edit it. We're expand. Uh, we're expanding on the athleisure side right. a little bit more. We'll have a bunch more coming out here, especially in the fall. So when you that. say athleisure, we're talking like joggers, joggers, t-shirts, t-shirts, quarter like zips, uh, no collar polos, even. regular polos. So uh, if you need someone to like try all your stuff out, make sure it fits right. Love it. I mean, we, really, we really cover the whole spectrum of sizing, right? Like <laughs> for sure. we're both tall. For sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Brent's little. There you go. So we could do the short and I don't know what do you call it? big and tall. What would be the opposite of big and tall? Short and stubby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're not. I mean, short to people like us maybe, but you're of average height. There you and go. You're not stubby. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, that's. I mean, and that's got to be scary, right? Because you're right, Shark Tank. You do kind of hear that, like. Yeah. It's hard to know what to make because it's not like you can just make 10 and see how it goes. Like yeah. 
you're speaking Mandarin to a bunch of people, sending over patterns, flying back and forth just to create a skew, right. I imagine. Right. And so, but yeah, and then sizing. Like, I get it. I get that scary. Like, if yeah. I have to pay for 100 shirts up front, you know, just to kind of help out for the 4X tall, I'm ready. I'm ready to do that. I'm ready to be your influencer for the big, because we can test the durability in a barbecue joint. Listen, you want to show some stain resistance. Let's make some Bam Bam shirts for the staff. Done. Oh, right. man. We got it right now. Let's Between sign up the tomorrow. grease and the sauce, there's no messier rest or, you know, food it, genre it, than barbecue. What it True. smells like after. And that's the thing, like how it holds the smoke. Does it come out? Like, Because mm. that's the other thing is you want, you guys you want, you want clothing yeah. to be able to, you know, some of these fabrics, it's easier to get the stains out of, right? And not hold all the... Right. Sweat and grease and grime and all that. So, so yeah, this would be a good uh, case study for you. Our are odor resistant, just saying. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> there you we'll go. See. No, I'm just kidding. But no, it would be so cool to have a shirt that it's like you don't need an apron anymore. Yeah. Right? Because it just bounces off. So you can kind of look clean. You don't have to rent freaking aprons every week. And you can start showing you off your logos. It. And wash is easy. So, yeah. seriously, if you guys ever want to. You ever want to do that? I'll pay for the shirts. I think that'd be kind of cool to see what they do under the barbecue stress. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, on that for sure. sure. Sweet. Well, guys, what would be like your one message to people as you're leaving? I mean, you guys are freaking young. Go get in. Go get in. Yeah. What the crap go was get that? Damn. Go get her. <laughs> Damn, Andrew. <laughs> Joe, how old are you? I, I didn't ask you that. Thirty-one. Hey, you guys are young. That's awesome. You know, like, what would be your message to people listening? Because we have a ton of listeners who either have side hustles or want to do something or They're like right on the cusp, trying right? to make a change. Like we have a lot of that. Like, Oh, this is inspiring. I've had this idea I'm yeah. so close. I just need to do it. So yeah, you know, people like that. I think for me, especially the route that I took would be, yes, jump in with two feet, but that doesn't mean like quit your day job. That doesn't mean like- Find a younger brother-in-law that speaks Chinese, <laughs> doesn't have any kids, and <laughs> you can pay for part. his trip. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it'd be like still be in the grind with what you have to do to support your family and your right. future and what you're doing, but let your ambition take you to places that you wouldn't have gone. Like Just choose to go with it. Make it's that possible. choice and have fun with it. And enjoy it. Are you married with kids, a full time job? Like, you can still do it. You can still. There's no excuse not to. Right. There's no. It's like. 19 credit hours, full time job. Well, it's like, you know, Becky last week, Pickle. I mean, two Chick fil A franchises while, you know, and having kids at the same time. And, you know, we can balance a lot more than I think we think we can. Mm -hmm. Sure. So. Yeah. I mean, you guys are the. But what's cool is with that, like, our, our, our motto, bridge the divide, right? Like rely on the people around you and it's fine. Like ask them for support, share it with them, let them hold you accountable to it and have fun with them with it as well. And then that brings the family, the bond, the relationships close together, which is what we try our best to stand for with what we're doing too. It helps to have male models in the family as well. Yep. Not uh, my side Nixons. as much, but Tim. <laughs> I mean, I've seen a few of them in these pictures on the website. I'm like, oh, gosh. gosh, dang it. Man, he's like the perfect partner. Oh right. gosh! No. no. Plus, you're you're into the steez, man. You're st- I, I'll never forget. So the first like tangent. I'm sorry, but the first like cool Jordans I ever bought yeah. were the Neymars. Oh, really? do you remember? Okay. We went out to sushi one night. That's Me, right. Taysom, you, yep. Cy Riker. Anyway, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, check out the Neymars. I'm like, 
he knows what oh, they yeah. are. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, it felt so cool. That For was sure. a couple years ago. So you're, That's right. you know your stuff. I'm trying, man. I'm trying to keep up with it. That's awesome. All right, so where can they find you? So truro.com, social media platforms. Well, hold on, how do you spell it? T-R-U. W-A-R. And actually, just real quick, behind that T-R-U, that there was like some inspiration behind that. The T-R-U stands for Tough, Rugged, Unique, oh, which wow. is why we don't oh, add the E to the end. Okay. So it's kind of the brand is that we make these Tough, Rugged, Unique dress shirts. Um, so Very true cool name. Wear. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, on our social media, it's just at TrueWear uh, okay. for Instagram. And if I'm not mistaken, there is a nitty gritty code that was created by, uh, was it Scott? Scott. Yeah. Yep. Unlocks Scott would be the, the, one. the 3X and above clothing. Right. So <laughs> it's, like, it's like the, it's like the off <laughs> the menu. Right. There you right. go. Just right. for it's you. It's a back door. Yes. Just There's a back door. But no, for real, factory. if you check it out, love their stuff, use the code nitty gritty. We'll get you a little discount on it. Dude, that's awesome. Thanks guys. Yeah, Thanks for course. doing that for us. That's Thank really you. cool. You guys have a great story. I'm excited to have you guys back on in a year or two. We'll call your assistants. Oh, <laughs> and we'll get you, you in You can just here, text us. We're good. Yeah, you can call Taysom. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. I, do, I do know him yeah. pretty well, right? <laughs> well, man, great. Help me get him on here. I, get, I got in his ear a couple weeks ago. And now that you've been on, he has no excuse. That's all right. We got him. So you guys are awesome. Thanks, we're, guys. We're, we're totally rooting okay, for thank you. Thank you, yeah. Appreciate it.